Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. All right, got a brand new hour of stand-up material coming at you. Madison, Wisconsin, September 28th at the Barrymore Theater. September 29th, Turner Hall, Milwaukee. September 30th, Chicago, Illinois in the Chicago Theater. October 1st, Minneapolis, Minnesota at the Fillmore. October 6th, London, England, baby. Two shows. October 10th, Dublin, second show added. October 11th, Belfast sold out. October 27th, Baltimore, Maryland. October 28th, Philadelphia. Two shows. October 29th, Montclair, New Jersey. And then November 17th and 18th, Toronto. ChrisDComedy.com for Tiki Wiki's baby. New Year's Eve's going to go on sale soon. Long Island, we're coming at you, baby. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Chrissy Chaos. Today, our guest, one of the best comics in the land, one of the tallest comics in the land, Sam Morrill, everybody. Love you, buddy. Love you, baby. Good to see you. Sammy boy, coming in with your Bodega Cat whiskey. I, I'm um, so excited for you to try it. Beautiful. Is, it, is the label on that? Uh, are we showing the label? we're showing the other side. Yeah, yeah okay, nice. Then it, uh, Pimp set it up where it was just the back of the bottle. Yeah. Um, so Now we know he's a, he doesn't make eye contact with women. <laughs> yes, that's a, yeah, yes. We thought it was autism. Um, so, so Sam on the yeah. pod, um, Sammy Babes, you're one of those guys. First of all, I've known Sam since I think day one of comedy, or really, or, or the first few months at least. Yeah, I remember. I remember kind of getting um, into comedy with you. You know, Mark Norman, Sean Donnelly, all those guys. Yeah. And now now we got the same agent, and we're just steamrolling along. He's the best. He is the best. You convinced he's, me to go with him. He's a shark. He's a shark. Yeah. I like a shark. I like, oh, man, we had an incident with Netflix where they weren't posting our clips, and I text him, and the email he wrote, I was like, shit. Yes, and that's, then, what, that's what you want. And then guess what? Netflix started posting your clips. Yeah. Yeah, your Netflix special, Um, what was it called again? Same time tomorrow. Same time tomorrow. I watch same time. I always forget the names of specials, even from the biggest comics. I just, what it is, but it's because the material is what like I look at. And for the, one of the only times ever in a special, I was like, that's the best set design I've ever seen is when, when, when you, by the way, that's the most hurtful thing you could say to a comic. That's like literally like walking up to a woman and being like, you're a good dresser. <laughs> you really know how to hide your ugly. No, no. The bitch. Wait, wait, you're great at wearing makeup. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. No, the, com- the, the comedy speaks for itself. It was, it's, you're one of the best hey, in the biz. But the special, the special was, I texted you. I was like, dude, this, spe- I, I, as soon Thank as I you, saw man. it, I was like, this is amazing. Well, I was like, it, it looks to steal his idea for the next one. <laughs> well, well, we call, we call, uh, by the way, when our agent met my director, James Webb, he goes, let me get this straight. So you do all this amazing stuff and I don't have to call you pimp. <laughs> yeah. No, but, uh, but that's, that was like the highest praise. It was like, this guy's like homeless pimp. 
That's what he was saying. There it's it like, is. You know, because yeah. everyone knows that Mike is great. By yeah. the way, I, w- I was running late here today, and I te- I'm trying to text, and I put in pimp into my phone, and then I was like, holy shit, I have him as Mike. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Which oh, is like the highest. That's, uh, that's, like, uh, that's the real you. I appreciate yeah. it. That's man. like having, you know, on a Batman. It's like, where's uh, Bruce <laughs> yeah. Wayne? My daughter, my yeah. daughter, I've said like the first day of school, my daughter's like, and when they're like, how's your summer? She's like, good. My daddy works with his pimp in the guest room. <laughs> And, and you know, like, and they're like, it, was, it happened last year, and the teachers were like, "Excuse me," like, <laughs> she's like, "The homeless pimp." You don't know him. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, dude. I, it was hard to get out here because first, you know, I'm coming from the Upper West Side, and uh, you know, the first off, the uh, I get an Uber. It's the classic cancel. I get in the cab. They're like, "Not Staten Island, dude." I'm like, "I go, that's illegal. You that can't is do illegal. that." And they said no to Staten they said Island. No. And then I got to another and he goes, fine. That's the best I could get. It's fine. Fine. No one's happy. Well, yeah, usually I only get, like, they'll only say yes if they also live there. If they're like, I live there anyway. I was going home. Then you get a ride. But yeah, Staten Island is one of these boroughs that people really, I mean, they hate on it. But I mean, look at what beautiful view. It is beautiful. We got parks here. here. Dude, you should move out here. (laughs) We got parks here. (laughs) Yeah. Have you been to the rest of the country? There are parks. (laughs) It's not the best selling point. Dude, Sam, you got to move out. You got, I'm out here. Sal's out here. Yeah. Pete Davidson was out here. Vinny Guadagnino. Pete Davidson, you haven't heard from in years? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's your sales pitch? <laughs> yeah. You know that, that famous guy that we don't talk to at all yeah. anymore? The mafia's out here, dude. Everybody's out here. <laughs> the mob. Stop. Speaking of the mob, Jeffrey Epstein's mentor, who once ran a Ponzi scheme, was found dead. He was 77. Interesting. Everybody's Damn. dead. Dude, everybody's do- everybody involved... <laughs> With any high ups, investigations, or they just wind up dead. It's, it's like that scene in Goodfellas where everyone's just ending up in like meat trucks and <laughs> yeah. you just hear Layla blasting. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I know. I, um, I feel like, you know, now we, it's one of those things where, you know, we think like we do the pod every week and like, you know, we, we talk about the news stories and shit. And then you're just like, yo, it, it really is like America really does like they have a hit squad. They do. Yeah. They just, there's no way around it anymore. And they're just, they know that they're untouchable. So they're just like, we're going to kill you. And we don't care how bad it looks. And he's, he was Epstein's mentor. Yes. Yeah. So that's like, I mean, you, you hope it's business mentor. Yeah. I'm sure his family doesn't yeah. love that title. They're yeah. like, wait, wait, what? Can we yeah. be more specific? Yeah. I mentored him in tennis when he was a child. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what do you mean? I taught him how to get the best massage. That yeah, was my thing. That's what it that's is. That's why I mentored him. Who's your mentor? <laughs> do you have a mentor, do you think? I would say, honest, to be honest with you, t- truthfully, to be uh, my mentor in comedy, I would say, is probably Colin Quinn. I knew you'd say that. He took me under his wing immediately. Yeah. I yeah. think for a period, Artie Lang was kind of your mentor, He too. was. Artie Lang. And then there was a period where he was institutionalized, so he couldn't be anybody's mentor. <laughs> he was legally obligated to be no one's mentor. But I think there was a period where he was, and that, yeah, and then I think it was Colin for you, Colin, for sure. Colin took me under his wing. I feel like if I had to guess yours, it would be like Gary Goleman. Goldman was huge for me for many years. Yeah. Attell was huge Attell, for me. Attell, yeah. I mean, guys, those were guys who really helped me out when I was yeah. early on. And now, and now, it's it's this interesting thing that happens in comedy where it's like you we're we've known each other for so long, but I feel like even though we're as close as we were five years ago, we see each other like once a year. But that's good. We're busy. We're working now. Yeah. It's, oh yeah. Do you like my new T-shirt design <laughs> against uh, baby rape? Which is what we support here on this podcast. Well, it's, you know what? Everyone's wearing these virtue signaling shirts. That were like, you know, I saw one that said "fuck racism." I see one that say like, you know. Uh, against human trafficking and I'm like we have to wear shirts now yeah so that's why I made the I'm against baby rape t-shirt so people know that I'm a great person how did people respond to it 
I didn't. Here's the annoying thing. I didn't actually make it. I just posted it as a joke, and now I'm getting sent all this shit that other people are making it. <laughs> oh my other god! People are making money off my against baby rape idea. <laughs> well, do you want? Would do you want? You want to take some of the money? I don't know. I don't think I want. I feel weird selling it on the road. It is a hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it is probably. I'll tell you what. It's it's one of the only comics merch that I'll willingly buy. You would wear that out? No, I wouldn't wear it out. But I have point. it as a no collector's one's... item. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, dude. I'd be like, this is Sam Morelli. He's been in prison the last 30 years. For this. <laughs> but I, I bought his merch and he signed it. I look Somehow I look like gentle, but also weathered at the same time in this yeah, photo. No, you, you, look, you look at the same time, you look sane and insane. And the and the and the and the baby his hair the baby looks like a little Joe Mackey. <laughs> <laughs> the baby's balding like he's got like the little V. No, it's it's a good. How, did you get a lot of? I'm sure a lot of people interacted with that, right? I mean, how could you not? Yeah, people like tw- yeah. 2,500 likes. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I yeah, dude. That see, but I feel like we're living in this world now where it's like you almost got to do stuff like that, not to stick out because not that, but it's like we've just like I don't know. It's so the world now, at least with you know with with comedy, is like there's just no rules anymore. I know, there's just I, no rules at all. No, there aren't. Uh, I mean, it's a good point. I mean, with that shirt, it was just I kind of didn't want to sell. It. My mom saw it on Twitter and was like, "If you sell that, I'll be ashamed of you." Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Well, now I can't." <laughs> I was going to be in my mind. What am I going to be at a merch table in Boca? And I'm just picturing my mom. Yeah, like shame. well, that's the po- that's the point now we've gone to where like our moms will like find out about our bits, and then it's like I, I hate having to like explain to my mom. She's like, "I don't understand why you have a." Well, you have T.T. Jerry in there in a bathing suit. And why do you have her? Why, why does homeless pimp zoom in on her testicles? I'm like, because it gets views, lady. Why do you think our, your granddaughter's in a private school? It's just, it's just, it's just our, our moms saying we're not artists. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. All. My mom would do stuff where, like, I had to block her on Instagram stories because I did a thing in uh in I Berlin. blocked my mom, too. You have to. I, I was I was in Burlington, Vermont, and some lunatic came up to me in a bar and smashed a pint glass over my head. And the cops showed up, and I'm making jokes about it with the cops on Instagram stories. And my mom keeps calling me. She's like, you were assaulted, and you're trying to make jokes out of this? I'm like, yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. We make yeah, jokes. Mom, yeah. Yeah. I didn't have to throw a plug in, too. I mean, I was I was like, <laughs> I got assaulted two more shows this week in Burlington, Vermont. Yeah. All that hey, and more. you want to get assaulted with comedy? <laughs> Burlington. Uh, <laughs> I know, like I, I, some of the stuff, like some of the stuff that, cause the, it's this tr- slippery slope where it's like, you know, we don't live in a time where you get like our ticket sales come from just being unfiltered, saying whatever we want, kind of just putting the product out there. It's not like back in the day where it was like, you know, a sitcom and all that, Laura, like, you know, now it's like we do this, but like the, the, the byproduct is like our families. Like I, I feel like I get yelled at or, or a talking to or like a text out of nowhere from a family member, a friend be like, hey, I was listening to your pod, dot, dot, dot. It didn't happen the way you said it or I didn't find that funny or I know that person you were talking about was me and I'm like, oh, just shut the fuck up. Oh, dude. Just shut, do you get it constantly? Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the closer in my new special is a joke about a kid who got suspended from school for threatening to shoot up the school. And it's 100% true. It was Gary I- Veter. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I really didn't appreciate you talking about that, buddy. Yeah. No, we, uh, there was a kid from my school, and he, we were teasing him. You know, you kids, you're not thinking anything of it. And we're joking around, and he snapped, and he goes, I'm going to bring a gun to school, and I'm going to shoot all of you. And everyone was like, thanks, Sam, because I was the one who started it. Yeah. And he gets suspended. And by the way, you like, never say the kid's name. No, right? of course yeah. not. And by the way, I saw him. Your true story. I saw him in the joke. He gets suspended uh, for saying he's going to shoot everyone. 
part of the joke is that they're like uh, two weeks suspension. And I was like, I don't know who came up with like, like he's, like, he's going to murder everyone 14 days. That'll yeah. do it. <laughs> so that's part of the joke. But it's like, you know, then he ended up, it was the end of the school year. He didn't come back to the school. He comes, I don't see for 12 years. True story. He's in the front row on a date at the comedy cellar with a really hot date, by the way. He's doing fine. He had a gun uh, to her side. <laughs> <laughs> you better fucking, you, you better come out with me. Yeah, you better not sit in the front row. You better not laugh at this comic. <laughs> so he comes out after. To I'm at the olive tree, you know, at the cellar, and he's like, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan. It's it, it's a lot like that scene in Happy Gilmore. You know, he shoots the guy in the head with the nail gun, <laughs> yeah. and then he's like, no, I actually like you a lot, Mr. Gilmore. That yeah. was that's what it feels like, and he. Uh, He's a really great guy, but it's, we were kids, right? You make mistakes when you're kids, right? And, and I, I, I do feel bad about, but it, yeah, it's a funny story. So what are you gonna do? But, but, but saying, but he's a fan now. He's not mad at you about no, it. No, no. Okay. I think he's a normal person. We were kids, you know. And but I did have people text me like, was it this guy? Was it this guy? Some people didn't remember it entirely, but yeah. You know, and then, of course, there's a story also where, like, you know, we used to jack off together. And that's, you know, we were like, who was, who was in that group? And I was like, well, you weren't, you didn't make the cut, dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We were very selective with who we beat off with yeah, when we yeah. were 13-year-old boys. Yeah, we saw, we, we would scout you in the showers after basketball practice. <laughs> like, he's not invited. That he's was- too big. He's going to make us feel bad, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it was so, I went to an all-boy Catholic high school. And, like, the kind of, like, reverse kind of homoeroticism that would happen. Pimp knows too. He went to an old boy Catholic high school. Like I remember there was a kid, the captain of the basketball team. I remember on JV, JV, there was freshman and sophomore. So I was a freshman on JV. And then the sophomore, you know, 15 years old, I was 14. I, the first day I was still a kid. I wanted to take the shower after practice with bathing suit shorts on. And I was like, I'm going to wash myself with a bathing suit because I, I'm a, I didn't, I was like, I don't, I'm not comfortable with any of this yet. And then he goes, Chris, you got to take off the bathing suit. And I was like, uh, you know, like I'm just watching myself. Whatever this guy's the captain of the team. He goes, why don't Sounds you? Want to the t- beginning of a gay porn. I know. Right? He goes, why don't <laughs> take you take it off? The, he goes, why don't you want to take off the bathing suit shorts? What are you gay? So he reversed it, and Whoa. then I was like, I'm not gay. And then I pulled out my cock, <laughs> and then he started sucking. <laughs> and, and, it's Hell like, yeah! It's like this I'll thing. Prove, I'll prove I'm not gay. Get every dick in here, uh, yeah. <laughs> dude. I remember, and I remember there was this kid who he teabag. He would go around teabagging people. Like, in, like I'm telling you, he would pull his nut. He would unzip his. This all pants. sounds like an advertisement not to go to an all boys yeah. school right now. And he would pull his testicles out and yeah. like just his nuts. And he would come and like hit you with the hit you on the shoulder, hit you on the leg. Like he would like you would turn around and he would just hit you in the face with just his nuts through his khakis. And he got expelled for that. <laughs> one day he got and I remember we were all protesting like that's fucked up you threw Joe out for that because that, when I went then to he high sees school, you 12 years later to show he's like I'm actually a big fan yeah huge fan yeah yeah he's like I actually I, I, I was in prison five years for rape uh, but, 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 dude it is, that is the thing you don't think about is the changing with boys it is I was in all boys school too and it's like when you change with boys I mean that's why you also not to mention it influences your sense of humor like we all have a very dude sense of humor yeah because it's locker room talk all day all so you're day. just making dirty jokes all fucking day and then you're like then you have to learn to make women laugh you're like oh there's a different thing yeah 
Well, they let women into, they let girls into my school when I was a junior. So my school that I went to was all boys for a hundred years. And then my junior year, they let girls in. And I remember the first day they were letting girls in, like day one, there was a huge protest. The guys were blocking the doors. The guy was like, (laughs) we're not letting girls in. It's tradition. I was like, this is the gayest thing I've ever been a part of. We're like, no, pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let any girls in. But I remember like- picture horny dudes like gorillas who's just like, ooh, ooh, pussy. Oh my God. But dude, it was like crazy how like how it all changed. Like even the behavior of the male teachers. Like, dude, I remember being a sophomore in high school before the girls came, being 15 years old. And one of our teachers, he was a great guy. You know, we were like, you know, we would talk about like everything to us. Like, you know, it kind of helped us shape us men. And then he was, I remember like there was one day, it was like one of those days where like, you know, like it was like raining out and he probably didn't want to teach. He was probably hung over and he just put a video on like when teachers do that. And then the video, we were watching a video and then he like pauses the video and we're uh for some reason and then somebody starts talking to him about sex like like you know like what sex is like what it feels like and he's like oh it feels so good like he started talking to us about like how good a woman's vagina feels and he started talking to us about like how you're supposed to like you know finger a girl and like and we're like dying laughing like it was like locker room like guy talk shit and then the very next year like when the girls were in like he wouldn't even curse like if you cursed in his if you cursed in his classroom he's like always walk a woman to the door yeah so yes yeah always he was like when harry met sally is a movie i enjoy very much and uh yeah i love yeah. it yeah i love ruth bader ginsburg he would just teach us about that when like the year before he would, he would just talk to us about like charlie sheen he's like that's my fucking idol <laughs> and and um wait what is this mom gives birth to twins with different dads after sex with two men on the same day wait a second wait a second wait, wait a second what? so she was pregnant with twins but it was two different sperm how was that even possible oh my uh, god brazil 19-year-old Brazilian woman gave birth to twins nine months after having sex. It, it's always Brazilians. Is it? Is that like the Florida no. of South America? <laughs> yeah, that is. That, yeah, that girl's got it. Latin Americans gone wild is, is always in Brazil. Um, that's crazy. What would you do? I mean, what do you do if both father, both dads want to be in the picture? You're just going to have to deal with that. I mean, they're technically not twins then. They're just half, they're half brothers. I mean, this is the sitcom right here. This is it. Yeah, the two dads who are just like, hey, our sperm's mushed up together. We got yeah. two kids, and now we got to coexist. Yeah, it's me and you. <laughs> we're the dads. <laughs> and we're just getting through. Like, oh, it's, dude, it's the odd couple, but with jizz. Yeah, that's exactly. The, that's the pitch. You're like a successful comic. I'm a garbage man. <laughs> dude, uh, yeah, it, it is. That, that would, we should go into CBS and be like, it's the odd couple with jizz. Thoughts? <laughs> no, you can't even say jizz. At CBS, even in a meeting that you get canceled for it, it, trying to get a show. I don't. How would you get a show on on network now? Well, actually, I I, I had a meeting uh, last week, which is crazy because nobody wanted to touch anything about my. You know, we've do, been doing it our own way here for the past few years. YouTube, a podcast, whatever. And and but they reached <laughs> out to me like two weeks ago because they were like heard my comedy in Montreal about like you know my family having kids a transgender person and they said it's all switching now they were like now it's coming back to where like these sitcoms want it to be edgier and dirtier and they're going away from 
everything has to be so squeaky clean because I think they're realizing not that it doesn't work for comedy, it just doesn't work for the world. Like the, for sure. the average kid, like my 12 year old stepson knows like, you know, like politicians are like fucking kids. Like we yeah. all know that now. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he follows we, Marjorie Taylor Greene on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I love her. <laughs> yeah. The head of CBS is the kid who used to teabag all of you. <laughs> yeah. He's like more teabag shows. Yeah. Yeah. America wants teabag. And they're like, what? Dude, my, I have a, I have a, I have a seven year old daughter and a one year old daughter. And the other day, my one-year-old daughter, like, just, you know, fell because she's a baby. And the, my seven-year-old goes to me. She goes, Dad, she goes, this baby sucks. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. He goes, this baby. I was like, go to your room, but also hilarious. That's a great. Blunt is funny. Yeah. Blunt is always funny. Whenever you're just like, you're dumb. Yeah. You're bad. That, yeah. Just something that sounds so final well, she's about got, that. We have to, like, reel it in, like, with, like, my kids because they're just, like, they say, like, you know, like, kind of, like, too unfiltered like the other day um uh um one of her friends was um not like getting something like in school or last week like the first day like not understanding and we were asking like how was your day whatever and she's like good and then she's like you know we learned about this and that i'm like oh that's good and then she's like whatever the girl's name was Susie. she's like Susie couldn't get it though like Susie just didn't understand i was like well that's you know it's hard honey she's probably nervous it's the first day she goes do you think she's retarded <laughs> and i was like um no Maybe. I was like, she better not be. I'm paying a lot of fucking money to not. We all better not. You know, I didn't know that I was a special needs school. <laughs> I was like, if she is, I want like a fucking refund because it's like my, you know, my kid. I mean, shout out if you're retarded, but my kids, you know. I like I that Chris she, is trying to save this comment right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you're one of them Todd's. Yeah. Uh, I sympathize. Yeah. I sympathize. <laughs> hey, guys, go to ChristyComedy.com. <laughs> Check out my special. He's got a shirt that says he raised. Babies. <laughs> Chris is in a meeting like didn't better not be no, no here because yeah, yeah. I'm paying good dough. Yeah, the people that called me last week for the sitcom immediately reneged the offer. They're like, wait, wait, wait. They're like yeah, no, 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 no. Um, I was just in Florida where you can still say that word. So. Oh yeah, that gets an applause yeah. break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, Florida. I well, we did Florida last year. Remember we did it for TT TT Jerry's birthday at Dania Beach Improv where you just were a great club, great, great club. Food. Yeah, they have really good food. Yeah, I love their food. A lot of comedy clubs don't don't invest in the food. They invest in the food. Oh my oh. god, yeah. When you're at a club and when you, and you get a ceviche, you're like, what the hell? Yeah, is I'm happening like, this here? is nice. This is wonderful. Football's back, which is huge. Lions football is back. Specifically, uh, Pimpy's pulling up a Twitter video where Lions fans are just beating the shit out of each other. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because they came so close to winning and now I love when you gotta love a sports franchise they don't beat up the other team they beat up each other yeah because usually usually it's like that guy's in an Eagles jersey get him in Detroit they're like fuck you shoot fuck Ollie this is like in the Civil War of the South it's like let's just turn on each other yeah they're like, I hate Lions fans, even though I am one. I mean, look at this guy dancing in the middle. <laughs> this is the self-loathing. This is what it is like to be like a Lions fan. Yeah, just hanging out, chilling. That guy's just dancing his ass off. Have you guys feel, ever gotten in a fight over sports? No. No, I did get a guy tossed from a Knicks game once, so because he dumped the beer on my brother. And my brother and I were about to fight him, and then he got tossed. But it was one of those wow. things where I was like, my brother and I can't fight. We're fucking skinny Jews, but we're, we're willing to. And just, just being willing to is enough. 
I'm like, yeah. my, bro- my brother's like a lawyer. He's not going to fuck it. And then, you know, we're, you know, we, we're talking shit to these guys because they dump a beer on my brother and they're like, fuck you. And then I take out my Instagram. I'm like, you fucking moron. <laughs> fuck you. And all the, the whole section's turning on him with us. <laughs> and then there was someone in our section who I guess followed me and they're like, keep Sam in. Yeah. Keep, uh, keep Sam in. Your mom's Chan. texting you again. Are you getting assaulted? <laughs> <laughs> but that guy got tossed. But we were ready in that. But that's the only time. No, usually it's all New York sports fans. We love New York sports fans. Also, it's like fighting over sports. Like- yeah, it's like it feels ridiculous to me sometimes to fight over sports where I'm like, you know, like even yesterday in the group chat, my friends were like, you know, I'm a Giants fan and they won by the skin of their teeth yesterday, but they did win a that game. That was a hell of a game. That was, dude, I, literally. Saquon Barkley fucking rules. Yo, the guy next to me, I was on a flight. I was me on too. A, I was yo, watching the flight too. Dude, I was on a flight watching that game. The guy who was sitting, I mean, directly next to me when the um, uh, Titans missed that field goal. Like was so happy and punched his headrest, and the kid, the, the person, the person in front of me's head went down, and she spilled wine all over a kid in front of her. It was, it was like, it was like a fucking scene from a movie. I couldn't believe how funny that was. Like, oh, dude. Oh, and then, and then I was telling Pimp that was the crazy. And then in the, we're on the flight. The there's boarding the flight yesterday. This is on September 11th. We're boarding the flight. Yeah. And. You know, the gate is still open, but like we're about ready to go. And then the pilot comes on and he goes, hey, you know, you know, San Francisco to uh, JFK will be, uh, uh, you know, pretty uh, easy flight. They say we might have to make some flight detours depending on what time, because, of course, the 9-11 morning, there's those, you know, lights in the sky. So a little bit of airplane traffic, but we should get there on time. And the guy goes to the la- couple of rows in front of me. I heard him. He goes, today's September 11th. And she was like, yes. He goes, I'm not flying today. And then takes his shit and gets off the plane. Wow. I swear to God. I was like, we all were like. I hope someone fuck? got a first class upgrade over that guy. I know. I mean, some Dude, that, some that terrorist. I've flown on September 11th like the last five years. I feel like I'm always flying. And of course, you know, I, I flight got delayed like six hours. No one's we helping. from Florida. Yeah. yeah, I'm losing my mind. I was like, what the hell? I'm like, you fucking savages. Fuck you. And yeah. then someone's like, I loved your specials. Like, thank you. I was like, fuck you, Delta. <laughs> fuck you. I'm like, I'm realizing I can't have public meltdowns yeah. anymore. But uh, yeah, we're yelling at uh, Delta. Everyone's furious. Of course. And uh, we have to deplane. You know, we're oh on the my plane. God. we have to deplane. Everyone's pissed. I mean, look, it's a safety thing, but it's you're, no no one's giving you information. So, we're and wait, mad. what was the safety issue on the plane? Did you say there was smoke coming from the cockpit? Someone yelled Allah Akbar. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Some but, bullshit. Yeah. yeah, no, but there was smoke coming from the cockpit. We did have to get off, but we were still pissed. Yeah, you know, that's new, that's the New York vibe. But we get off and. Uh, yeah, and Fury, I'm yelling at them. I will never forget this day. <laughs> this is my new 9-11. I will never forget what you did to me. Miracle Brand. That's the brand for you. Listen to me. Miracle Brand, okay? You have traditional bed sheets, right? All these bed sheets, you know, I'm wondering why am I always getting a cold? Why do I always have allergies? Because there's bacteria on your freaking bed sheets. Not Miracle brand, folks. Miracle brand, self-cleaning. They're infused with natural silver that prevents 99.9% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer. Their luxurious comfort, okay? Quality, gorgeous. They're better for your skin. Stop. Why do you want to sleep on bacteria? Don't. You don't want to sleep on bacteria with your dirty-ass bed sheets. Miracle brand, bacteria-free. No bacteria, and they self-cool. Okay, so in the middle of the night when you get all hot, self-cooling sheets. Right now, they're a great gift for someone, too. If you want to get a nice gift, these are the sheets. Right now, go to Mira, go to trymiracle.com slash chaos. That's T-R-Y 
miracle.com slash chaos. You're going to put in the promo code chaos and then at checkout, save 40% and get three free towels, okay? I, I know what I'm doing with one of those towels. Then the other two are for decoration. Try miracle.com slash chaos. Put in the promo code chaos at checkout. Save port, save 40% and get three free towels. Backbone. If you're a gamer and you don't know, if you're a gamer and you don't know about Backbone, you're really missing out, okay? Backbone, what it is, is what you plug your iPhone into the Backbone and then you can enjoy console quality controls as you play console games via remote player cloud streaming services, okay? So my stepson has it. He puts his phone into the, into the Backbone and then he just plays PlayStation all day and ignores me and his mother all day. The officially licensed controller for PlayStation was brought to life in collaboration with PlayStation design team. If you're a gamer, if your kid's a gamer, if your grandfather's a gamer, I'm telling you, get them the backbone. We're always on our phones. Now we always need to be on our backbones, okay? It is one of the coolest inventions of the 21st century. I'm surprised Elon Musk didn't invent it. Go to playbackbone. This is the website, playbackbone.com slash chaos right now to order your backbone for a limited time and get free access to over 350 console games and perks okay backbone is the official partner of diablo immortal not only is the game specifically optimized for backbone will you also receive ten dollars of in-game perks find your next adventure at playbackbone.com slash chaos send me pictures of your backbone but then it's like i'm texting my mom and she's like you know well you know you're not in the ukraine you're not in ukraine it could be worse and i'm like so I can't complain about anything. Worse unless- than Ukraine. It's better than Ukraine. They're fucking repelling the Russians. Probably having the time of their life. <laughs> they feel probably- like this is probably- it's probably actually awesome to be in the Ukraine right now when they're just kicking the shit out of the Russians. They're pushing them back. They're yeah. taking back their territory. Let's go. Yeah, it's tough. They're pushing you back. You can't. Uh, you can't complain like about a bad flight on 9/11 because it's 9/11. Yeah. So it's literally like if you have a story where Bill Cosby was like rude to you. Yeah. No one gives a shit. Yeah. Did no- he sexually assault you? No. Uh, then don't tell that story. Right. Who gives a shit? Yeah, no, dude. It was um it is it is weird to fly on people definitely are were a little somber, but I gotta be honest, last year, uh la- this September eleventh, it felt like the first time where I feel like people really didn't not that they didn't care, but it wasn't as I don't know, people were kind of like just going about their business where every other night. You're twenty one now, that's why. We made it past the twenty year mark. Yeah, twenty five will get big again. It'll, it'll make a comeback. Yeah, criterion, like, criterion edition. Yeah, like I was with I was like I was like with Sergio Chacon this weekend, who's who's great, and it was his forty third yeah. birthday. Oh wow! And, I, and you know, I, I got him a cake, and he was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Cause it's your birthday." He's like, "Yeah, but I'm forty three. Like it, this doesn't matter at all." He's like, "I woke up today and forgot it was my birthday." Well, it's was, a nice thing to do, though. Yeah, I was like, and but his birthday is on September eleventh. He was born on September eleventh, and I was like, "Dude, like, how does that like make you feel?" Was it we were getting the twin towers on the cake. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wrote way to go. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you know, it's uh it's tough. I I've had the worst flying experiences lately. American Airlines fucked me so hard. So I got drunk. I miss a connection. I miss a gig cuz I'm coming from Texas. I have to connect in uh missing the, gi- missing Philly. the gig's the worst. The worst. I connect in Philly. We're on the ground 2 hours. I'm like I'm going to miss it. I just know I'm going to miss it. Uh, another public meltdown later. The woman is like, "You know, I can get you on this flight from Philly to Chicago. That'll get you to 
Vermont, three flights. And I'm like, I'm still going to miss a gig, but it's my only option. So I'm pissed. I'm drunk on the flight. I just start tweeting drunk. Good. And, uh, and, I, and I write like, didn't appreciate being called Jew boy by American Airlines. <laughs> I shit you not, I get an email from them like four days later. We take accusations like this very seriously. And we've conducted an internal investigation. In the meantime, enjoy 7,500 free miles. And I was, I was furious because I'm like, yeah, I made it up. But you think Jew boy's only worth 7,500? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How dare you? That's worth way more. Yeah, you should see you. You should really like go for the gold. Like, like didn't appreciate being called the N word and see what they give you a plane twenty five thousand at least. I yeah, would yeah. think they give you a seven forty seven. They're like take take a private charter. No, but N word's got to be higher. I no, would it, hope it is crazy because you know I thought you were going to say that they take accusations like that very seriously and like they're going to investigate and if they don't find out that it's true, you're in trouble. Because that's what's going to start to happen. I feel like because so many times I've done that so many times with JetBlue. I was like, it's on. I, I was tweeting the shit out of JetBlue. And my flight got delayed from Puerto Rico. I was like, you know, like I'm in Puerto Rico trying to get back my family. I was like, you know, it's just interesting that we have a, a, tr a member of our party who's transgender. And we were told to wow. leave the airport. Like, well played. Like things like that. Yeah. And like JetBlue never responded. And I was kind of thinking even Jasmine was like, you know, I think you can get in trouble for this shit at some point. Because like you're not going to. You know, like it's not, um, it's not true. You know? and, and they probably have recordings of you on the JetBlue phone, on the phone with JetBlue, where like they didn't say that at all. They just have footage of you pounding whiskeys. <laughs> yeah, just, just shit face sprawled out. Dude, this this was hilarious. This Southwest Airlines passenger who airdropped. Oh, this is another one because we talked about this three weeks ago. He airdropped nudes to other flyers, which wow. that could be always be like held hold up in court as an accident, though. Like you can always. Just say I didn't mean to do that. I don't know. I mean, yeah, but don't you kids. just press airdrop everyone? Isn't that can that be a quick slip of a finger? No. no? <laughs> I don't know if you can let that fly. That's a that's a ballsy. No pun intended. That's a ballsy thing that you to just send nudes and they're on the flight. I guess I guess it's hard to on a flight to know who's doing it. I'm impressed that Southwest Wi-Fi worked. That people, people even got yeah, it. Someone had to spend eleven ninety nine for thirty minutes just to get that dick pic. Oh uh, yeah, just for some old dick. Um, I um, yeah, dude. I, so so you you're one of those guys who you're on the road. Like, are you on the road every weekend? A it's month insane. Now? Yeah, I ran into Neil Brennan at the comedy store in LA, and he's like, "How are you on the road so much?" And I was like, "I just never feel good ever." What yeah. do you mean? Like, how am I? You just feel terrible all the time. It, I can do it when everything goes right, but when I have days like yesterday and there's like a seven hour delay, I mean, we have to fly out of a different airport. And this never happened to me where they're like, here's a, here's a code for a lift and you can take a lift to another airport. And of course they get picked up by this woman who's hilarious. So it's like, you haven't, you hit rock bottom and this woman immediately like hands me, she's like icebreakers gum. And I'm like, let's fucking go. Let's go. I'm back, baby. <laughs> I, I feel terrible. I feel terrible that you had like a, a horrible flying day on 9-11, got called a Jew boy. And then you had to wake up the next morning and take an Uber to Staten Island. <laughs> I was excited for this. Oh, you good. know what's good? about doing your podcast in staten island it's like it's such an event to get here that once you hear you're like land yeah. oh my god yeah i'm fun. so happy and once you come out all the way to staten island to do a podcast two podcasts like you don't have to do anything else in your day like you have fulfilled a day you've lived a full day yeah dude you've come through and done it um we love basketball so much i want you to talk about the tim donahue did you see did you see oh sorry <laughs> that's it that, that's his spirit uh <laughs> 
did you see the untold documentary about his gambling? I I listened to the podcast where Michael Imperioli uh, does the voiceover whistleblower. I think it's the same story, but I haven't seen the... I saw the Manti Teo one. I haven't seen the Tim Donahue one. Dude, so if you guys don't know, in 2007, there was like this big betting scandal, right? And and Tim Donahue is the one who got a ref who got caught uh, being involved with some mobsters in Philly that he was, he was actually... Um, uh, giving insider info to the mob to like throw games and they were winning all this money, which of course is highly illegal. But the the wild part about the story is that what I didn't know, which I don't know if the, I'm sure the Michael Imperioli thing covered this, that it was rampant through the NBA. There were yeah. like 15 refs and coaches and all this whole big operation. And David Stern didn't want it to go public. So he just pinned it all on Donnie, said he's only going to do, he did like not even that much prison time, yeah. like a year. And it went away. But this was like a rampant, like as bad as like FIFA soccer. Like this was, the NBA was so corrupt in the mid 2000s. I, I had no, I had no clue. And he said he was making $400,000 a year. Cause my, I have a friend of mine who's an NBA ref. He's like, dude, you, you make money. But it's like, he was like, I'm always, every year I do it. I'm kind of like, eh, should I get a summer job? Like, you know, like, do it, like, you don't, like, you think just. Yeah, you have like a teacher schedule almost. Yeah, right? like, you think just because you're working as a pro ref, you're going to make all this money, and you don't. And so, it's so hard to make it to the NBA as a ref. Yes. Like, that, that's another thing. So it's, it's a hard, and also you see those guys are in shape. Like, remember like, yeah. Dick Bavetta? That guy was like 90 years old, and he was like just sprinting up and down the court. The remember when he game. raced Charles Barkley? Yeah, that Can was Can you pull hilarious. up Dick Bavetta, Charles Barkley race? And then race? they kissed on the mouth. Did they? You don't remember that? That Why was did the they best kiss part. on the mouth, dude. At the end of it, they who kissed. is he? Bad Bunny. Look at this. They he absolutely kissed him on the mouth. Let's at the end of oh, it. it's nine minutes. Um, no, the I, race was. I thought he would do better because everyone's like Charles is fat, and then you forget he was a pro athlete. He was a pro athlete. I know Dick Bavetta like dove right and like was like bleeding from his knee. <laughs> yeah, this is amazing. Oh, this was in two thousand seven. Oh, Bavetta probably lost because Donnie had money on the game. <laughs> He threw it. I heard. I heard when he was in prison, he was fixing gang rapes. <laughs> oh, look! Look at Charles Barkley. This is hilarious. I don't think I could. I don't think either one of us could be Charles Barkley in a foot race. No now. way. No way. I mean, I. I don't think I. I'm not fast enough. He, he was a pro. He was. He was so fast in his prime. Yeah. When you're an NBA athlete, when you're an NBA athlete, I don't care how like out of shape you get or any type of pro athlete. I don't care how bad your life gets. You're just still. It's so insanely hard to make it professional. In anything. Look at this. Uh, maybe we. Uh, maybe we could now, dude. I don't know. I don't know. He's also Charles Barkley is not even running fast, and he's like killing him. <laughs> he's not even running hard. He's genuinely not even running hard. Although he's not, although Bavetta's not doing bad for a guy of that age. No, that's not bad. Look at. He barely. He barely won, because he went backwards. And look, they kiss in the mouth here. Where? <laughs> I kind of love that. I kind of. It's like an old school. It's like an old school guy thing. Julius Irving's like, did they just kiss on the mouth? <laughs> Doctor J's like, holy shit! That'd be great if they just made out full on. I, honestly, like at that point, like I mean, because he was already retired, Dick Pavetta, right? I don't know. He might have still been refereeing. Is Dick Pavetta dead? I hope not. God, I hope not. I, I hope he wasn't one of the guys fixing it too. <laughs> I love it. It's adorable. Dick Vivetta ref thirty nine years, dude. Yeah, he wow. did. Wow. 
Yeah, man. It's um, so that that documentary was just fascinating because it's kind of like you know, like with he's with, in his eighties with like gambling and like fixing games, like how easy it is, and like it. What was mind blowing to me is like how the NBA athletes in all professional sports they're so good that literally it's like just a game of inches. Like you know, he would say Tim Donnie would say, oh. Um, you know, I saw Allen Iverson with an ice pack on his ankle in 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 the in the you know uh, locker room. So bet against or this uh, you know this coach had an outburst against this ref last week. So he's look he's not going to give him any calls. Bet against and they would always win yeah. because it's literally just like a, that much of a thing gives you an edge. Like you know in CYO or like high school, it's like it doesn't matter the edge. Like if your team sucks, you're gonna get blown out. But in this, in pro sports, like home matters, away matters, all these things matter, and it was like crazy to see how, like you know, these guys. I, I don't know if you, oh, you didn't see the untold. The they never talked about this, but one of the mafia guys that he, Tim Donnie was involved with, he was like four hundred pounds when Tim Donnie was involved with him, and then in the interview in present day, he lost all that weight, and I was like, what is this guy's secret to the weight loss? <laughs> I'm listening to talk about the mafia and how he how how he fixed games for Tim, and I'm like, yeah, but what is what did he do? Is yeah. he, is he intermittent fasting? Because like, <laughs> so, it's so shockingly obvious how skinny he got. That is hilarious when there's just like a like a massive change. Also, dude, they just cost the fucking Kings a championship. You know how badly Sacramento needed that as a city. Literally, homeless people are lighting the city of Sacramento on fire right now. They could have. That's a, like a big thing that's happening. I was just in San Fran. They're like, yeah, Sacramento's up in flames. You know the whole part of all of Northern California is on fire again. Yeah, it's crazy. Why do people live in California? Why do you live in the West Coast? I feel like Jesus is kind of is just kind of showing us, showing us to be like I created the thirteen colonies for a reason. There's no reason that any of you have to go west, north, or south. These were the thirteen to live in. The wildfires. I remember it was a couple of years ago. It was like Miley Cyrus, Gerard Butler, uh, you know, Robin Thicke. All their homes lit on fire, and I was like, who started this fire? Critics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's I don't next? See a guy with a belt anymore. Sam Morrill's got a really? belt on. Yeah, I don't. I don't really. I never even think about putting a belt on. Do you ever wear a belt, pimp? Yeah. Also. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, okay. Well, I guess I'm still too fat. Really? No, I think I'm more a drawstring guy. I'm kind of done with jeans. Really? I'm into athleisure now and kind of sweatpants, like tapered sweatpants. But you're a jeans guy. I would love to get into. I just need someone to take me shopping. I don't really know what to get. So if someone was like, "I'll take you shopping and get you tapered sweatpants," pimple we'll, do it. We'll do a day of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's go. We'll All take right. yeah. TT. Yeah, you'll look like Takashi six nine. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, Sam's changed, man. I I, I would love to. Uh, <laughs> Get a face tattoo, blonde hair. You're like, Jesus. His comedy's weird now. Yeah. Um, I w yeah, I would love to get the tapered sweatpants. I think they look cool. When you see those NBA players in them, you see like James Harden in those like tight little yeah. sweats. They I think it looks cool. They look good. I, I got a lot of dress shirts that I'm not a fan of. I actually just did a full clean again. I, I completely did a clean sweep of my closet, got rid of 80% of my clothes. The only clothes, one of the only dress shirts that I did not throw away I'm, or give to Salvation Army, honestly, are the shirts from Mizzen and Maine, okay? Mizzen and Maine, they've been with this podcast a long time. They've sent me a bunch of sh uh, shirts. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. But now I've actually used my own promo code to go buy their product because I love their shirts so much. You see me in Mizzen and Maine a lot. Mizzen and Maine, it is... Um, uh, the company was born when Mizzen and Maine's founder saw a sweat-drenched D.C. staff for running into a meeting. Wrinkled, stained, exhausted. He was just like, ugh, gross. He thought his shirt needed a refresh. 
So that's why he made the world's first performance fabric dress shirt. It's one of those dress shirts. It's like almost athleisure, but in a dress shirt. You know how I'm always wearing the athleisure pants? Now I got the athleisure shirts with Mizzen and Maine. They make really, really comfortable men's clothing that you need to try to believe. I'm telling you, it's a good gift for you. It's a good gift for a spouse. It's just, just good product to have. Mizzen and Maine, they are machine washable. You know how like shirts just shrink in the wash? And not Mizzen and Maine, machine washable. No more expensive trips to the dry cleaner. You don't have to do it. They have over 30,000 five-star reviews. Come on. I love Mizzen and Maine. And right now, you're going to love it too because I'm going to give you a sweet discount for listening to this podcast. Go to Mizzen and Main. That's M-I-Z-Z-E-N-A-N-D-M-A-I-N.com and use the promo code CHAOS. That's MizzenandMain.com, promo code CHAOS, $25 off, okay? That's almost like a free shirt, $25 off when you go to MizzenandMain.com, promo code CHAOS. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. I love HelloFresh. They got the 20-minute meals. They got the low prep. They got the easy cleanup options. It takes the stress out of mealtime <clears throat> with time-saving, no-fuss recipes ready in a snap. We're <clears throat> Sorry, I'm, I'm choking on HelloFresh. I mean, <laughs> I'm eating it while I'm doing the ad read. In fact, HelloFresh is 25% less expensive than takeout. It's even cheaper than grocery shopping, too. You literally have no reason... To not use HelloFresh. If you're if you're eating, which you should be eating two to three meals a day, if you're intermittent fasting, maybe one big one, you should be eating from HelloFresh. It saves money, it tastes great, and you learn how to cook, and it's family-friendly. I love it. You can customize your meals, meats, veg, whatever the hell you want. HelloFresh is just the best, and fall is the perfect time to cozy up with some delicious sweets. Get the whole family involved with HelloFresh's limited edition, kid-friendly baking kits, okay? Bake with your kids, people. I love HelloFresh, and right now, if you go to HelloFresh.com slash chaos65 and use the code chaos65, you're going to get 65% off plus free shipping, okay? That's HelloFresh.com slash chaos65. Use the code chaos65, 65% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. I, um, yeah, man. Do you want kids, Sam? <laughs> I think I need a woman first, but I, I, if, if, if I meet a woman who would be a good mother, I would. I, I don't want to just have kids for the sake of having kids. I want to, you know, I don't be one of those You'd parents. be a great dad. I feel really? Like I feel like you'd be that dad, like if someone like was making fun of your kid, you'd just send them into kindergarten with roast jokes. <laughs> and they would just be roasting kids for like having speech and oh, I, I still have copies of Snaps. Remember Snaps? <laughs> Snap, yeah. Your, your mom is so old, she don't have milk in her tits. She's got sour cream. Remember those? <laughs> your mom's legs are like peanut butter, smooth and easy to spread. I had those lines. People thought I was a genius because I just came up with those locked and loaded. You were just a hack. I was a hack. I was yeah. I was a snaps joke thief Stealing in second bits. grade. Well, dude, Remember how those about bits? I go I go because in San Francisco, I, you know, I was doing the shows, and we we're having fun, and I, you know, the Queen had just died, and so I said, oh, the Queen died. You know, that's what's upsetting. I said the Queen died, and I was like, I heard Hillary Clinton killed her. Like I was doing Hillary Clinton, <laughs> yeah. you know, joke, and then, and it was all fine getting less. But then some guy from England was like, he came to the meet and greet after the show, and he was like, hey man, big fan. He goes. I just want to let you know, if you do those jokes in England or Northern Ireland, someone like may try to kill you. It, yeah. It'd be like, you cannot, he goes, there's no comparison to the queen like that you guys have. Like it, yeah. it, it, it'd be like, he told me, it's like, it literally be like on 9-11, 
making fun of like dead victims of 9-11 to their faces. That's their problem is that they have no frame of reality. To to equate it to 9-11, guess what? No one in those towers was 96 years old that I know of, okay? It bothers me. And like, look, no disrespect to Brits. I had the same thing happen. I was making queen jokes and a British guy had a problem. And I said, get this guy a new castle and tell him to shut the fuck up. And uh, so I bought him a new castle. uh, Hilarious. (laughs) The most British thing. Yeah. You're like, get this guy a meat pie. <laughs> Newcastle. <laughs> so then, no, I mean, so you hear what Boris Johnson said. He said, This is the worst thing. This is the darkest day in England's history. I was like, You guys made it through the bubonic plague. Yes. You also got your whole, you were bombed by Adolf Hitler <laughs> for months. What are you that talking about? That was the about? actual darkest day. That yes. was the darkest hour. Yes. A 96 year old. I And I understand the queen, but it's also like, I, I, listen, I get the pomp and circumstance. I get it. It is kind of cool, like bloodline going back all these years. Fine, fine, fine. But sure. I was like, I said to the guy too, I was like, dude, I was like, I think that's like a little ridiculous to compare the Queen of England to 9-11. I'm not saying she wasn't in it with the Saudis, but <laughs> but, but, but he was like, no, I know. He goes, it's silly. He goes, I've lived in America for so long. I, it's silly. He goes, but I'm just, I'm just trying to protect you. And he also said, he said, because you know, I, I have a lot of jokes. Where I'm like, oh, my dad thinks I'm gay. He goes, if you do that in Belfast, he goes, I'm telling you, if you do that in Belfast. They'll suck your dick. Yeah, they'll they'll suck your dick in Belfast. No, he said, it'll like make the local news of like comedian, you know, uh, uh, you know, sp- sp- uh, spewing homosexuality. Wow. Like he said, that's how crazy it is like in other parts of the world still. So he said, he was like, dude, for me, as a, a former guy who lived in Europe who lives in America now, he goes, I always laugh like when comedians or people say like they're being silenced and this and that. He goes like, in Europe, like if you, like you still can't like be openly gay in certain parts of like first world Europe. Wow. I was like, interesting. I was like, I got to move there. That's what parts? That's so weird. I don't know. He was like, that's what, the, imagine this guy is like just a piece, of, like it's it's all a lie. Like he, he's like the fucking, um, uh, uh, like Ben Shapiro. I've been to Europe. There's some pretty gay dudes there. I don't know. I know. Yeah. What, what I was about, like, I always, I always have a good time on Grindr when I go to the UK. <laughs> I hate when they're like, literally, I don't know, dude. I, the Look, no disrespect to the queen. You're British, whatever. I, but like, you know, darkest day when you've been through this shit. They, like, can you imagine going back like, oh, you're, uh, your children. Uh, more, did more children die? No, a fucking ninety-six-year-old covered in diamonds, surrounded by her loved ones. Maybe not the worst day yeah. in history. Also, I, I don't know, man. Like, look, I as Americans, like Kobe fucked us up. That was that one was that, bad. That was I like okay, that's was, a dark. Yeah. That it, was a dark day. It's like making a Kobe joke the day Ari, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love you, Ari. But what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the comparison. Yeah. I love Ari. Yeah, I do love him. I know Ari's one of the, Ari. I because Ari is is, is we, we all love. Him, but I remember hearing him on a podcast once. He was like, I think I took the Kobe thing too far. And we were like, <laughs> we were like, yeah. <laughs> I remember I was walking down the street with him right, right after we we're like leaving the stand. He goes, Oh, I'll walk to the cellar with you. Literally, people in the street would recognize him from that, and I was like. I'll call a cab. Yeah. See you later. You want to walk? Yeah. I'd rather get in Kobe's helicopter than have to keep walking with you. Um. Dude, it was, uh, I mean, I will say there's a great interview with Bill Maher and uh, Piers Morgan. I forget what it's from, but hearing Bill Maher, be, he's just so disrespectful to the this weeks, this months ago, and he's just like, "Oh, she's an old bag." And, and Piers Morgan's <laughs> like, you're, di- "You're disrespecting her. You're disrespecting the queen." He's yeah. like, "Oh, please, yeah, you old bitch." I know. <laughs> Fuck her. Uh, I liked. Well, I mean, people went crazy. Did you see, like, there was even that woman who like tweeted, like, "Oh, I hope her death was excruciating." And then, like, well, let's, were, let's all settle. I know down they were too. talking about it on the View. Like, Joy Behar was like uh, uh, d- debating it. 
Like it's on, sad when people die. I don't. But also, we don't have to make it like this is the saddest moment in history. Yeah, it's like there's a middle ground that's not insane. Yeah, I know. I w- imagine she was a. F- I wonder if she was a comedy fan. I don't think so. I also uh, don't. Th- I don't think she was. I can't imagine she was a fan of the Crown. No, no, that didn't shed her in a good light. They didn't like that. I'm sure. Look it's at this. What show. is this? Prince Charles seeing her mom on her deathbed. So what are these memes? Prince Charles is now like going to be a king at like 73 years old. That's got to suck too. Where yeah. It's like you're just waiting to be like the king your whole life. You're going to he's going to die any minute too. Yeah, but it's weird cuz you have to root for your mom to die. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, that's a weird one. They were blaming it on Meghan, uh her death. Everybody Cuz she started a podcast or something. <laughs> no, no, no. Queen. Number 1 on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> she can't do it. Wow. I mean, yeah, it is. It is. So there could be a scenario, though. Like, there is a way for Meghan Markle to some... Like, she is in a path where she could become the Queen of England somehow. Like, King Ralph. Really? She's our King Ralph. Yeah, basically, I think um, her brother has to... His brother has to say, I don't want to be king, and then he can be king. Interesting. But that's yeah. not going to happen. No, no. Prince William... It's Prince... It's Charles, King Charles, and Prince William. It's so outdated. It's so weird. I mean, like, to, to get something only because your parent, that big, only because your parent dies. Right. Or, like, or you can only be born into it. I feel yeah. like the only thing we have, like, the only thing we have similar to the royal family in America is the Hasidic Jews. <laughs> <laughs> you just you have to be in the bloodline. I don't, think that, I don't think a group of people can be like, do not make Hasidic yeah. Jew jokes. I love, I love that. I love Except that. The Hasidic I love Jews. that, like, like, like Moshe Kasher is Hasidic Jews, Meghan Markle. They're like, look at Mo, because he le- Moshe Kasher left the Hasidic Jewish community. And now he's just like doing comedy and they must yeah. be like, ugh. Disgusting. Wow, that's true, yeah. Speaking of fucking hot bitches. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Speaking of, uh, um, I'm just calling Moshe Kasher a hot bitch. Damn, I'm really drunk off this bodega cat. <laughs> that's what it is. You it's the try bodega. it. It's great. Right, right. You want some? I'll have a little, yeah. Why not? I'll, I'll have a little, but I am, uh, I'll, I'll put it in my fitness pal. I'm intermittent fasting. Are you? Yeah. I've been in, it's hard intermittent fasting. You ever done it? Well, no. you're so, sca- you're no. in good shape already. Eh. Well, I'm, you don't think I'm, so? I'm thin. I'm not in good shape. No, but I'd rather be thin. Really? Let me ask you a question. Here's how you know if you have metabolic disease. There's five things. I'm going to ask the room. Here's how you know if you're fucked or not. It doesn't matter weight. Weight is not... Weight is so outdated. Here's how you know if you're healthy or not. These are the five things. Is your blood pressure less than 135 over 85? I have no idea. You have no idea? V, no idea? No idea. Okay, so that's... (laughs) We hit the doctor yesterday? What Uh, are you... Blood pressure. So I'm going to say yes. Everyone's... Two, your triglycerides. Have you ever gotten your triglyceride count? I don't know anything about dinosaurs. Okay. No. <laughs> Three, yeah. your waist size. For a man over 30, uh, man over 40 inches waist, women over 35 inch waist. Anybody? You're good. So everyone's good with that. I'm good, yeah. Uh, then your glucose, your fasting glucose is the, is, is, is the thing. Don't know. If it's above 100, that's a problem. The who's, final number. Who's taking these notes? Your good, your good <laughs> cholesterol. You your good cholesterol. The HDL cholesterol has to be above 60. Your good cholesterol has to be high and your bad cholesterol has to be low. So those are the five things. So anyone at home, uh, I might have just saved someone's life. I don't know how you take your (laughs) cholesterol. Don't you have to go to a doctor? Yeah. 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 I don't know how to. Well, we can measure. Do we have a tape? I want to get a tape measure and I want to measure every guest waist size. And and, and when they they come in, when they come in, uh, 
then you know a year from now we'll measure it again and we'll do a segment called fat bitch or skinny mini (laughs) i can't open this who knows how to open it (laughs) i'm trying to open that oh there it is yeah see you're stronger than me you're a man (laughs) that's not strength that's literally just oh i thought you were going to pour it in your coffee i was like sam's a real piece of shit how hard was it to get this made let me let me get one too yeah here we go do you want do you guys want some I'll steal some after. This is Bodega Cat Whiskey, which right now, where can they find it right now? You said it, BodegaCatWhiskey.com. BodegaCatWhiskey.com. BodegaCatWhiskey.com is where you can find it. We All sold the- out of our first shipment already. It's cr- we're crushing it. We're, sold it, out. And it's going to be it's gonna be legal in your state soon. Right now, it's just for delivery. But, dude, it's people are loving the Bodega Cat. Bodega Cat. And then we're going to try to, we're going to, um, we're going to get it. Um, it might be in at, at certain comedy clubs. We might try to get it in City Field. We're going to do it. We're going to, we're going to push City Bodega Field, Cat Whiskey. Dude, I want to see, I want to see some drunk dads. <laughs> yeah. Screaming at Pete Alonzo. Yeah. <laughs> Swing, you pussy. I'm sorry. It was the Bodega Cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, this woman, she says her her hairy armpits earn her twenty thousand dollars monthly. Uh, they're twenty thousand dollars a month just because she has hairy armpits. How do you think that makes some of our comic peers feel? They're like, I've had Patreon for six years. I make ninety dollars a week. Twenty grand yeah. is, is a lot. That's I a mean, lot of money for that, just having hairy armpits. And I'm it's, not into that. Are you oh, into Bush? I'm. I, I'm. I'm not honestly. Like, really? if, if, look, it's not a deal breaker. I mean, Bush in the armpit. That's not Bush. That's armpit hair. Uh, a bush in the vagina area. I always think of that scene in Revenge of the Nerds, you know, when they're... Yeah. By the way, every scene in Revenge of the Nerds is like a sex crime oh now. You rewatch, you're like, this is a Law & Order SVU episode. Yeah. They're just, they're doing the hidden cameras in the women's dorm and they're, yeah. and they're just like, we've got bush. Yeah. <laughs> we've got bush. As a kid, I was like, yes. Well, that's like... <laughs> now you're like, geez, this is I remember. This is I remember I was like, in my early 20s, whenever the first time I had a roommate was, or multiple roommates, so 23, 24, and one of my roommates, like the guys who lived, uh, like my, my we, there was like a, it was hard to explain. It's like we had two apartments in the same building, but we all kind of, it was like open door policy, but the roommates who lived in the apartment across the hall, if one of them like, you know, hooked up with a girl or got a lucky, you know, got met a girl at a bar and whatever hooked up, when she was leaving, the other roommate would blow that Vuvuzela thing and go like like a like a like a we got one winning and like they would all like laugh and high five and i remember i i, I sometimes think about that now it's like they'd probably go to prison for that today. <laughs> i don't know about that but it's not no, but it's still like you wouldn't yeah. ever even like a 25 year old kid wouldn't even think about doing that today yeah i don't know I, um, fun's over boys <laughs> those movies now porkies yeah. i mean yeah. remember porkies he sticks his dick through the hole in the shower God. I mean, there was a whole generation of kids who were like, yes! Yeah, Animal House. Animal House, all those. And now, what, what are they going to do for like those sex comedies now? They're just like, did you hook up with her? You're like, no, it was only the first date. And you're yeah. like, good. Good. That's the movie. It's yeah. crazy. It's probably a Justin Long movie now. Yeah. I love those raunchy comedy. I mean, I guess The Hangover is kind of like that. That's, well, like one of the funniest, like the and thing. I get why you can't say it now, but again, it's just one of the funniest, and I think even gay guys will laugh this, one of the funniest scenes of any movie of all time is in the beginning of old school when when um when uh, uh luke wilson's character gets into the back of the cab and he's like he's like your seatbelt's broken what would you recommend and the cab driver turns around and goes i recommend you stop being a pirate yeah i remember yeah. that and, and now they can have you to- imagine pitching that script now and it's yeah. like oh that was a uh, it's page one of the script <laughs> yeah they're just like yeah we're done here yeah. we're good uh, no thanks <laughs> um i love i met luke wilson once on conan he was a great guy he see the he both was wilson so, brothers seem like they're awesome they're both incredible too they're, uh, owen wilson like 
he's not in as many movies now, but like he had a run where you're like, this is Owen Wilson and Zoolander is one of the funniest performances ever. Yeah. I mean, he was on another level funny. Luke is great. He, he did like that Luke Wilson voice. I had to set on Conan. I just had a breakup and it was all about the breakup. So it was like angry Sam on Conan and uh, it went well. I love angry Sam. I'm in, I'm in, the, I'm in the green room and, and Luke Wilson's just there. He's like sidles up to the door, like very Luke Wilson style. And he goes, I'm going to keep my eye on you. <laughs> I was like, wow, <laughs> yeah. Luke Wilson. He was so nice. We chat for a while and uh, yeah. he was so nice. You know who else is really cool? Seth Meyers. I could see Seth that. Seth Meyers was so cool. I remember when uh, the one, only time I did the show, just like, a, you know, in the green, like I did, we did letter, I did Letterman, he never talks to you. And, and then, and then, you know, which is fine, but never, you know, you just don't see him, whatever. And then my next experience was with Seth Meyers and Jasmine was nine months pregnant or like eight, like, at the end, like maybe eight months, maybe even the beginning of nine months pregnant with my older daughter, Delilah. And Seth came in. He was so nice. And like he, he goes, oh, pregnant. He goes, first child. And I was like, yeah. And 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 he, he goes, um, and then he says to Jasmine, he goes, can I, can I feel? And she was like, of course. So he like reached, like he goes down. He's like so beautiful. And then he whispers into her stomach. He goes, your daddy bombed. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. That be funny? We were dying laughing. Wouldn't that be funny if he just kept going? He's whispering. He goes, I'm going to fuck your mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, your mom's hot. That's cool that he's like a comic. Like yeah, he was that. a like com- he's that's got what I'm that like he's a comic. And then like right after he said that, like laugh or whatever. And then he, and then he said he was like, dude. He goes, listen. He goes, right before you come on, I'm gonna stop the show. You know, like fully stop the show. I do it for every comment. I'm gonna tell them how hard this is and how amazing this is and how how you know only the best comics get this opportunity and they're gonna be fucking ready for you. That's then, such a classy gave, move. Yeah, it was so awesome. That, not every late night host does that. I remember Fallon did it once when I was uh, in the green. I had to follow Cory Booker, which like, you think I want to follow hope? You don't want to follow a politician. Oh it's brutal. Yeah. So he goes on. It's all like, here's how I'm going to fix the cut. Co-. And you're just like, oh, I'm going to Because you're also like, no, you're not, Cory. <laughs> he was, dude, I'm going on after Cory Booker. I do. He goes out, he goes, this next comedian, like, it's this very hard Fallon being such a nice guy. And then he goes, uh, and his mom is here. And guess what? I still fucking bombed. So <laughs> yeah. apparently they didn't give a shit that my mom yeah, was there. Was in the yeah. room. I know Fallon. You talked to Fallon. He doesn't even remember doing it because he was fucking hammered. <laughs> <laughs> He's an, he is one of the nicest guys, No, Jimmy guys Fallon. Too. All, all those late night hosts are, are good dudes. They all they I, I don't know what and I'll tell you it's funny that you had that you did Letterman, I think, when he was like at the point of that show when he was kind of phoning it in where he was like been doing it twenty five years. Cause I did the Netflix thing with Letterman and he was the warmest yeah, dude. Yeah. It was insane how cool he was. Yeah, you could tell you could tell well that was a great interview with on the on the Letterman uh, Netflix that, that Sam did. Great set, great interview. And I, even, well, you, I remember watching it being like, you know, even his look, the beard, how chill he is. I was like, oh, I'd like to meet him now because oh, I didn't feel any slighted by it. He didn't talk to anybody. He talked to no, no comments. He'd been the, doing and, it for 30 years yeah. and it was just every night and now he doesn't do it often. So I think he actually is excited to he do it He gets excited, again. yeah. And he was the warmest, coolest guy. Like Letterman, chilling in the green room, like fascinated by how we have to do comedy now because when he came up, as you said before, it was like all about the sitcom and, and Letterman yeah. was like, oh, it's all about the sitcom, you know, for us. So how do you make money when you put out a special for free? And I was like, what are you making on the road? He goes, you can make money on the road. Like, it's all foreign to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my, like all those guys, like I remember once my dad, you know, we were talking, my, somebody said something about like, you never want to meet your heroes. And my dad was like, guys who make it, he goes, I, in anything, in sports and in, in entertainment, they're all good guys. He was like, it's the same thing like the mafia. The made guys are never going to hurt you. 
It's the wannabes. It's the guys who didn't make it. It's the wannabes. They want this so bad. They're the ones who are always dicks. So anytime I meet anyone insanely famous, they're usually so warm and cool because mm. they're like, what do I have to be upset about? It's the guys who think they should be bigger that are always pieces of shit. That's interesting. I also disagree that made men have never hurt anybody. Yeah. Well, not, I mean, they only fuck with you not, if you fuck not with Not reckless. Yeah. yeah. I, I, that makes sense. Yeah. It's the, uh, you know, it makes total sense. You, that was my dad's advice always. Watch out for wannabes. That's a Always. great. He was like, those are the only guys who are going to hurt you. Wannabes are the guys that you got to just look out for. Put that on a fucking mug. That's perfect. Watch out for wannabes. Watch out for wannabes. That's a shirt idea. That's maybe good. We could, yeah, maybe, well, let's, let's both sell our shirt Against ideas. Baby Rape, watch yeah, out for see. wannabes. Who's going to win? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I am getting torched by the wannabes here. Oh. This is, no, uh, you know, it's a good point, man. Most of the big guys, are, you know, they're, they're pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't recall a time... That anybody has been like just a huge. I'm trying to think if anybody's been a dick to me. Would you name them by name if you could remember? Yeah, I would if really? I could. Rem- if I could remember somebody who was just like, oh, dude, you know who's a dick? Who? Fucking Joey Chestnut. Really? Yeah, the 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 wing eating the, the wing eating uh guy. Yeah, he was kind of a dick to really? me. Really? Yeah, but I didn't. But in fairness, in fairness, it, he didn't know. It wasn't anything like we were supposed to do anything together. I just saw him in Buffalo, and I I. <laughs> I was doing shit like helium buffalo, and I was like, Joey Chestnut. I was like, it's wild buffalo wings in Buffalo or something like that, like silly, whatever. And he just like turned around and like, <laughs> I forget, I, he, I forgot exactly what I said or what I did, but I remember like him just looking at me, like being like, I fucking hate that guy. And I remember just getting like a bad, uh, I think I may have said something like, I like the Japanese guy anyway. Better, or something like that. Like some, I said, I remember saying something stupid <laughs> to him. So I guess kind of now that I'm talking about it out loud, it was my fault. Also, Joey also you might have thought you were fucking with him. Like that, from a distance, it's hard to tell probably. Yeah. I remember yelled. one time we, I, was, I was shooting that show, um, Benders, which was on for one season on IFC. And me and Andrew Schultz were on the street in Astoria shooting a scene. And it was like the camera was down, but it's like in public. And some guy was walking by with flowers like, and, you know, just look at a guy, and, and me and Andrew were there, and, like, you know, he, I said something to him. I was like, oh, you must, did you fuck up last night? Like, you know, like, with, you know, flowers? And then he turned around, and he was like, well, did you say it to me? A Russian guy. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was just joking. Like, did you fuck up last night with the flowers? And he was like, how do you know I didn't, I'm not giving flowers because I just kill someone. I bring it to their family. <laughs> and I was like, or that. I was like, it could be that. And then Schultz, like, stepped in because I think this guy was, like, terrifying. Like, he was, like, a little bit, like, I was like, and Schultz was like, oh, we're just kidding around. He goes, we're actually shooting a show, so if you could just step away or whatever. And then he stepped to the side and just, like, watched the scene go by, but it was just fucking, like, I, like, he wouldn't leave. So I was like, oh, shit. And I remember one of the directors being like, hey, sir, you know, if you don't move, we're going to have to call the police. And then he, like, walked away slowly. But I was like, yo, this guy, like, if you fuck with the wrong person, even just, like, a little joke, you, yeah. I, I, you can get hurt for that. Yeah, it's tough because, like, part of being a New Yorker is that jokey stuff. But yeah. the other part is kind of knowing when to shut the fuck up. Yeah. I remember I was on the train with Steve Fabricant from the cellar. You know, Love the Steve. Door Outside guy. Steve. Outside Steve. And we're on the train going uptown back in the day, riding the train. And the guy gets on the train and starts fucking with everybody. And Steve starts, like, zinging him. And I'm like, you don't zing a dude on the train at 2 a.m., dude. I'm kind of getting pissed at him. I'm like, this dude's unhinged. Yeah, don't and Steve's, do like, kind of making fun of him. He's like, oh, okay. I'm just like, dude, you don't fuck. What, do you want to, like, roast battle a dude with, like, who's on meth? Yeah. It's so, I know. It's uh, my grand- I remember we got into a fight about it, and he was like, later he was like, all right, I hear you. But I was like, that's not New York. You don't fuck with people. Yeah, don't. They, they, they're fucking with you. 
And it's like, you have to, you do something. But if they're fucking with you and you don't have to do anything, you, you let them be crazy. Dude, I saw once in traffic, with, I was driving with my dad and it was like some guy like road rage, you know, cut off, whatever. And guy, you know, whatever altercation started screaming at another guy. And then the guy, one guy got out of his car and started beating the shit out of the driver with the club. Remember the club that used to put across a, your steering wheel? This guy just tried to get his fucking head bashed in with the club. And my dad was like, that's why, you know, you don't say nothing to nobody. And it's just road rage. You know, he would always tell me if it's not going to matter in five, five months, don't give it more than five seconds. Just move on with your day. It's funny how many things used to be just like, also weapons like yeah. the club the mag light yeah yeah <laughs> there were all these things it was just like also you can beat someone you can end someone's life do with police this as well. still walk around with a with a club with the billy so. club i feel like that's not going to do anything at, like uh, there's no oh that shit hurts are you the kidding club? you ever get hit with a bill you ever get, no. you ever get arrested I've been handcuffed twice. I was never put in jail. How about sexually you? Sexually or by the law? Uh, handcuffed sexually, uh, cheetah print. It was a cop. Uh, no. Why'd it you was... get handcuffed? What'd you do? Twice. One time I was uh, two, th- two times. First time. First I was... of all, you're innocent. I was innocent. I was, uh, I was peeing on the street. It was like next to a firehouse and some cop, which by the way, cops and firemen fucking hate each other. You don't think he's going to like, you think a cop would think this is hilarious, but he comes over to me and fucking handcuffs me. Because you were uh, peeing? I was peeing, yeah. Come on. And another, he you let me go. Yeah, but a handcuff, you could just give him a ticket. If yeah, yeah, busy. no, I should have gotten a summons or something. And I've also, yeah, I've gotten summons for like drinking on the street and shit. By the way, I was with Dan, who's a bartender at the cellar now, Dan Hall, my buddy. And one time we we're on the street and we're just drinking. And Dan is such a pro, like, you know, kid from the village or whatever. And he, uh, some guy, some cop gives us tickets. He goes, it's going to be this much money. And Dan goes, yeah, I know the drill. Yeah. And then they go, you can finish the beer, which I'm like, guess what? Then you know it's not that serious a crime if you're letting us complete it whatever yeah, yeah, but know. uh the other time that was like the real close call was in new Orleans. and it's never been like bad really I've, I've been lucky but i was in new orleans and i was smoking a blunt on the street with a bunch of kids or like 19 that was i was a freshman and uh we're smoking blunts i don't know these kids i didn't know where the cops were at like a frat house and all these cops handcuff all of us and uh i'm like oh fuck i'm like this is i'm new to school i'm gonna right. get my parents are gonna kill me that's all I'm thinking about. And uh, maybe I'm 18, actually. I was probably 18. And I'm handcuffed. And they're going through our pockets. And they go through... To this day, I have a little notebook in my back pocket. So they found this shit. And they go, what is that? I said, I'm a comedian. I'm a fucking kid. But I'm like, I don't know what to say. So I'm like, proud. I'm a comedian. They go, oh, yeah, we'll see about that. They start reading the jokes from my (laughs) dumb book. And after every joke, they're like, that's horrible. You stink. They're just trashing me. They're like, you're the worst fucking comedian ever. You're terrible. And the guys who were handcuffed with me are laughing, too, because it's a funny situation. But I'm like, oh, my God, this is humiliating. It felt like 20 minutes. It was probably like four or five. But they're just trashing me. And then finally, they just were like, all right, get the fuck out of here. And they uncuff all of us and let us go. And as they leave, one of the guys I'm handcuffed with turns to me and he goes, dude, I had cocaine on me, but they didn't search me because of your jokes. There you go. See, I saved the day. Comedy saves lives. Comedy saved the day. My (laughs) shitty jokes saved an arrest for four people. Dude, here we go. Patreon.com slash Christy Comedy. We always ask at the end of the show, the only way to get involved on the YouTube show is Patreon.com slash Christy Comedy. You ask a question. This is really good whiskey, by the way. I'm really proud of this whiskey. whiskey is genuinely amazing whiskey um you can do that you can uh you can ask questions on the show to our guest or to me uh we we pick three a show so here we go this is from tanner largen who would win in a one versus one basketball game between sam morrill and chrissy Buck? without question chris i mean i don't know no dude we remember we did that gig at bleacher report yeah well with ryan howard the yes. first baseman for the phillies he was a great power hitter a great power hitter dude we great uh, big butt 
Oh, dude, <laughs> fucking fat ass. I know. I was like, dude, you got a high ass. He I was like, dip my what. nose in it. I was, I was like, where's your home run power come from? He went like that, girl. Look at this sweet ass. No, we, uh, Chris, dude, so we're playing knockout, and it was me, Chris, a bunch of comics, and the whole staff. And it came down to me and Chris, and I was really pl- pleased. That, remember this? Yes. I was hitting every shot, and I was like, I'm fucking hanging in. I was proud. And Chris doesn't fucking miss. Yeah. And I'm, I'm getting some that rattling. Every shot, Chris takes looks like steph curry where it's like whoosh, yeah whoosh whoosh and i'm just like is this fucking asshole not gonna miss a shot so i'm i have a couple as i'm getting tired they rim out and i jump up and tip them in yeah and i'm like staying alive but chris just wouldn't fucking miss and and chris won the whole thing and i was like this dude can play yeah because in the i just was envisioning in the side of my head just taking me back to my you know teenage years when my dad would make me shoot a thousand jump shots and he'd be on the sideline be like if you miss you're gay <laughs> <laughs> um you were right. chris chris can hoop yeah he's a good player all right, here's from Graham. Oh, would you rather? Would you rather smoke crack with Hunter Biden, have drinks with Bill Cosby, or have a sandwich in public with Jared from Subway? <laughs> this is Sometimes really, the fans have better questions. This is really funny. That's yeah. really that's a really good one. So we smoke, have this problem on, with me and Norman. We'll have like our people write in shit that I'm like, that's hilarious. That's better than any. Yeah, from Graham. Smoke crack with Hunter Biden, have drinks with Bill Cosby, or have a sandwich. I'm gonna in go with the sandwich with Jared. with Jared because the drink with Cosby, that's that's dicey, dude. It's dicey. Yeah, and I don't want to smoke crack. Problem is, like, what's worse for you, crack or a sandwich from Subway? Let's be real. That avocado ain't real. That bread ain't real. Yeah. Crack might be real. Crack might be real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, see, the only th- reason why I'd probably pick smoke crack with Hunter Biden <laughs> is is because I've, I have I think, like, I, I've been really on a kick lately. Like, I want to try drugs. I've never done it. I want to try it. And I think if you're going to try crack, you do it with the pro. And that's Hunter Biden. <laughs> he is a survivor. He is. I heard dude, he's got know, a sweet dong. Dude, one of the girls, one of the girls in his video, like one of the girls like that they showed in like his video that was like all over the news, like a montage of videos or was on the internet, yeah. like him with like prostitutes or like just kind of girls doing coke with. One of those girls like would come into the comedy cellar like every week. Really? Yeah, and hang out with the, I'll tell you who the comic was off air, but like he was, they were with I each other every single week. I was like, I act, I like personally, not, not personally, but like I know that girl. Like I, it was when I was in the comedy cellar every night. I was like, I would talk to this girl while the guy she was with was on stage. Wow. Yeah, and she never told me anything about smoking crack with Hunter Biden. Well, Hunter just got past the cellar, and I'm excited to see <laughs> yeah. his five. Yeah. He's got some good act-out stuff. He's like, my dad, yeah. guys. Yeah, my dad. A lot of stuff about China. He's doing a rough job. Hunter Biden, I think, is... is I'd, I'd fucking... I'd pay to hang out with Hunter Biden. Yeah, it's like the classic... Like, the politicians might not be fun. Trump is probably a fun hang. But other than Trump, like, are they... Fun? Like, Biden's not a fun hang, but Hunter... Oh. Yeah, the, the, the kids are the politician... Like, yeah. you want to do coke, do it with Don Jr. Yeah. That guy's getting the good shit. Yeah, 100%. Get, yeah, I want to Chelsea Clinton. Yeah, maybe uh, not her. Maybe not her, actually. That's yeah. interesting. Well, I think it, maybe it's like if the dad is fun, the daughter's not. I bet you the Obama Bill girls are fun. fun. The Obama girls are fun. I bet you the Obama girls and are Obama's fun. And Obama's probably fun. Yeah. Obama hoops. Obama does hoop. Yeah. One of the girls, I think one of the, the older daughter was a fan of Girl Code and like love. Really? Yeah. She like, so she would like watch Girl Code. They, I remember like MTV was like, she loves Girl Code. And we're like, which one of us? And, and they were like, no, not any of the Damian guys. Damien Lemon. Yeah. She, she didn't like you. Yeah. No, she definitely, she definitely didn't like <laughs> no, me. No, maybe. No. Nah. Ob- Obama's daughter? Oh, is she daughter cool. with somebody famous? Isn't she? Didn't isn't, she write for Atlanta or she writes for something, dude? Oh, she's a writer. Well, she's a com uh, like well not comedy but oh yeah, 
Clifton Powell Jr. Oh, okay. I've acted. Oh, Obama I- and Trump are such different types of fun where like Trump would be fun like <laughs> at a casino in AC. Yeah. And Biden, I, I mean, not Biden, Obama, you're like, I want to watch like a Knicks game <laughs> yeah. with, with Obama. Yeah. I, want, I want to go to a strip club with Trump. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't even like strip clubs, but with Trump, it'd be fun. I feel like it's just like two, like the only difference is like, you know, like one would bomb the Middle East sober, one would bomb the Middle East drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I've always said Trump versus Biden is like a drunk driver versus the guy who keeps falling yeah. asleep at the wheel. You know Trump doesn't drink. He drinks Diet Coke. Just Diet That's Coke, all he drinks. he's sober. He does not doesn't drink even coffee. drink coffee. No. Oh, really? That, that, how I don't do think people so. get through life who don't drink coffee? Well, I have no idea how Diet Coke has caffeine, but it, I need that coffee taste, too. That taste, like, I can't do the energy drinks either. I need, I need the, you know, the good shit. Yeah, I was doing my... Um, uh, intermittent you know fasting in san francisco and i was at this place called phil's coffee and every morning like i would i would try to eat from like 11 to 6 or like uh, 11 to 7 how do, you, how do you do 11 to 6 and then do shows at night well that's what well i heard i heard rogan actually talk about and cat williams say that when they do shows they fast and they have better shows so i was like let me try wow. it and i will say dude the mental clarity i had when i fasted versus when i didn't was was pretty noticeable unless it was placebo but even placebo was still reality well you heard with elijah one it came Olajuwon when he played against the Knicks in the well, Ramadan, right? Ramadan. So he's not eating, and he would say like, "They're like, is it hard?" He's like, "Yeah, but I'm so focused." And I'm like, "Damn, that." Yeah, well, they said like, I, I noticed like every time now that I've been doing the fasting when I when I do eat like I I notice like a, a rush of blood like to my stomach. It makes you like lightheaded. It makes you tired. Like it's all a thing. Yeah. So I don't know how long I keep doing it, but right now the thing is, it's not hard. Like truthfully, like it's not like. I know this is gay, but I say like it's not like a. It, it's the first time I've adopted an actual lifestyle, not a diet. It's like a. This like this is just the way I'm going to try to be because I'm actually finding myself like if I just drink two glasses of water and have coffee, I actually don't even start getting hungry till eleven or twelve. I don't like to eat for a thing in the morning. I I do it sometimes if I have to. You're probably I, na- You probably intermittent fast and you don't even realize it. That's no why no no. So I thin. eat. A, I eat. I I I like to not eat first thing in the morning. I like to, uh, but already, already, just that puts you in like a class of people that that's like true because already even just delaying eating. That's like if you start eating right away, especially like you know breakfast foods are all like it's the breakfast industry, the cereal industry. Like there's no re- like a muffin is just a piece of cake or like yeah. there's no reason you don't have. Remember, to eat eggs, when, I used to think muffins bacon. were healthy as a kid. No, that, remember thinking that you never thought that yeah, like a corn muffin. They're like I'm like this is healthy. It's just fucking sugar. You look at the nutritional facts of a muffin. I mean, bagel in my household was like the big thing. Yeah, the bagel's like, like bagel? 500 cal. Like, it's so bad. And I you. love them. Well, that's the thing, too. Well, we the can have it is, once in a while. I like to wait to eat, but the problem is I like breakfast. So, just the, road, I, I do, too. I delay breakfast. I just have breakfast. I know, but it's hard well. to find a breakfast place at 2 p.m. Yeah, when you're in Toledo. Yeah. Um, Toledo's a bad city. Toledo's a bad Ohio's got some good cities. Toledo is a dreadful one. Toledo, and I've said this on stage before, Toledo, a city like Toledo, Ohio, looks like it's already been nuked, and you should go there. If there's ever a nuke, because they will nuke New York and L.A., go to cities like that, where the Russians Awful. are like, I think we hit this one already. If you want to be safe, for sure. <laughs> for sure, yeah. You, that's the type of gig where you go into the hotel room and you shake the, uh, the weight of the ceiling fan to see if it can hold you. Yeah, yeah. That's... Uh, we need to end things here. 
It's um, like a glass manufacturing city. It's a very depressing city. Depressing city. Cleveland and Columbus are, are solid cities. Yeah. Columbus, I think, is the best city in Ohio. It's the it's kind of Cleveland's the cool, got some Cleveland's character, awesome. though. Cleveland's awesome. Although, if you have to live Columbus. in a city, though, Cleveland, you got the sports teams, which is kind of fun. Yeah, Columbus, you have the fucking Blue Jackets. Right. You have, like, a random... Columbus is very But Ohio nice. State, you have. You have football. That's true. But, man, Indians, you got, you know... Uh, you hey, got the, the Guardians. Oops. Holy shit. We Look take at me. that seriously wow. here on the Chrissy Chaos Podcast. Wow. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, we no, started with a baby rape joke, and we ended like... <laughs> You piece of shit. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, Guardians, and then who, who else do they have? They have, oh, I mean, the fucking Cavs are stacked right now. I know, they got to Donovan Mitchell. What, the most embarrassing thing to happen for the New York Knicks, uh, you no, and I talked I, about this. I didn't this, want him, I didn't want him. you didn't want him because want, they wanted too much. You and I spoke about this, they wanted too much. Too much. I get I, it, I get I think it. he's a great player. I think he's like a, a New York guy, which is cool, but like, they, Danny Ainge is trying to fucking fleece the Knicks, and it ain't happening anymore, bro. Leon Rose is going to, he's going to take us back to the promised land. I love Leon Rose. Yeah. Leon Rose, the latest man. <laughs> <laughs> that was that's an Leon underrated Phelps. movie. How great was that movie? That I think that was one of the best SNL spin-off movies ever. And people don't give it enough credit. Leon Will Phelps, Ferrell, you got dude. the latest man. Anytime you get Will Ferrell in anything, it's just like you're you're gonna be good. I mean, him his whole thing being obsessed with Greek Greco Roman wrestling so dudes, funny. naked, oiled up. Yeah. Like it's the best. Yeah. You guys I love ever seen The Ladies Man? Yeah, yeah. That's another movie ago. you probably can't make. No, today. you can't make that. Yeah, probably not. Um, yeah, he was Tim Meadows. Well, that is would great. be like Andrew Tate energy now, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know though, because he was like there was like a sweetness to it though. Yeah. The fact that he was kind of effeminate giving that advice, I think, kind of helps a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Tim Meadows was fucking hilarious. Tim Meadows so is the funny. best. I feel like we can. I feel like we can get a guy like Tim Meadows to pod. I feel like we can get him on our pod because he seems like he, he'd he be lives down. in New York. Oh, does he? Yeah, he, he, Colin Quinn knows him very well. He was at Colin Quinn's wedding. I met him at Colin Quinn's wedding, and I was no like, shit. I was like, dude, I was like, you know, love you. I was like, of course, like the ladies' man. He was like, ah, thanks so much. And he was like, dude, Colin Quinn at the wedding was at his wedding was it was so funny to be at a comic. This was years ago, but I still laugh. Like he literally is 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 like doing his vows. Like this is like the vows thing, you know, whatever. And. She, his wife gives a beautiful speech and was kind of like, you know, had like nice jokes, you know, because he had just had a heart attack, you know, whatever. And she was like, you know, I, I, I love your heart, whatever's left of it. Like, you know, like, they, wow. like, like fun jokes. Right. And then and then um, who the is that? Sal. Oh, Sal's got the keys. I forgot. And then. Um, no, oh, uh, uh, almost. Done. Um, and then <laughs> and then and then Colin and then Colin goes. Um, Colin was like, um, he goes, all right. He goes, um, he goes, he uh, goes. You know, she finishes and then he goes in the crowd. Jerry Seinfeld was there, you know, so he goes before he's, he's, he's about to start and he's starting. He's like, you know, I love you. With all, and then he goes, hold on, hold on. He goes, is Jerry here? He goes, is Seinfeld in the crowd? And Jerry's like, I'm here. But he's like, I want to make sure Jerry sees this. You're one of the most, you're probably the most important person in my whole life. And then she, I remember she like hit him. Like it was like the best. Wow. They waited like so long, you know, like, and then it was funny. Like he's the best. It was, they, 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 being, that was like yeah. one of the most fun weddings I was ever at because I was like, you know, like they, they just were like, just comics. I know? just went to Dana Gould's wedding in California, and it was, Dana's an incredible comic, and he gets married to uh, his wife, Kat, and they, they are so comedy conscious. Speaking the of whole Kat, time. Bodega Cat, Bodega Cat. <laughs> BodegaCatWhiskey.com. But uh, they're doing, they're so <laughs> conscious of annoying people with vows and stuff that this is their entire ceremony. 
they have a guy come out, reads one line from the Bible. As he opens the book, the book lights on fire. And they go, oh, I guess we can't do this. They close it. They go, let's party. Yeah. That's the whole way. I love that. And then it's just open bar and great food. That's a, dude, Mike Cannon, I was at Mike Cannon's wedding a few years ago, and it was awesome. His, his wife, Nicole, great. She was like shotgunning beers while she was putting her dress on. Everyone was like, you can have fun. One of the ushers had no pants on. Like <laughs> Nobody gave a fuck. It was just great. And then I was at another wedding in Mexico. It was the worst experience. And it was like, a month in after Mexico? That, it was so fucking I'm already bad. annoyed you had to get a passport to go to a fucking wedding. They stopped down the wedding, the wedding reception, so like the pe- they could have like a coordinated dance. I was like, what the fuck is this? Nobody wants to do this. And then they got divorced like three months later. Of course. Yeah. Of I'm course. probably getting in trouble for that. Yeah, no, keep it in. Yeah. It's important they know. Yeah. Let them know. Yeah, it's it's always at the wedding, they're like, there's always, it's going smooth sailing. They're like, all right, Uncle Earl wants to make a statement and he's just like 20 minutes of a... I remember when you were a child. I'm like, ugh, just yeah. fucking wrap it up. Yeah. No Ra- one's here for Uncle Earl. Come on. Remember Rachel's wedding? Sherrod Small started giving a <laughs> speech with, with a yarmulke on. He was, he, like, he, he was like, you know I had sex with somebody's bridesmaids. <laughs> <laughs> Sherrod had a hot one. Yeah, Sherrod was great. He and saved I, the day. There was a, I, I remember people tr- started to try to outdo each other comics, and then towards the end it like started to be like, ah, people started bombing, and then they just were like, ah, let's just get the mic back. And then Amy Schumer, remember she came up, she's like, Rachel, you look so good in that dress. What do you have, AIDS? <laughs> Classic Killed. wedding. Classic Great sh- wedding. AIDS joke. All right, guys. The only other time I've been to Staten Island. That's it. That's true. <laughs> your, two- your podcast or, uh, or yeah. Rachel's wedding. And, man, and both full with AIDS jokes. And both uh, and both well worth it. Um, all right, Sam, where can people see you? What's going on? When Tell does this come out? This will be on what? Two, uh, not, not tomorrow. Next Tuesday. So what is that? Tuesday... Uh, the, the Tuesday the 20th September 20th oh, I'll be in the Irvine Improv this weekend great be, room Irvine yeah, Improv Omaha Funny Bone Stand Up Live in Phoenix Lexington Kentucky where I will be doing the Bodega Cat meet and greet we're serving the drinks at the shows in Lexington Kentucky I can't fucking wait because Kentucky has got awesome lax liquor laws hell yeah Jersey Stress Factory OKC got my new podcast Games with Names with Julian Edelman my man I love him he's the best best guy sexy man God, gorgeous only, only Jewish uh, Super Bowl MVP in football history. Games with names, you know, new episode. We have uh, Peyton Manning, uh, Paul Pierce, The Truth is on it. Uh, he's my biological father. He fucked my mom. Uh, Paul Pierce, it. it's a bummer, but he was a great guest. <laughs> Love and, it. And uh, what else? We might be drunk with Mark Normand. Uh, the new special, same time tomorrow on Netflix. Am I still talking? I'm the worst. Uh, anyway, I had a great time being here. I love you, Chris. I love you, baby. Check out, check out Venetia, Sam's merch on his Twitter. Mike, I called you Mike instead of homeless pimp because I care about you. <laughs> Thank you. There it is. Go check out Sammy Babes. And of course, here every Tuesday, Chrissy D, Chrissy Chaos. Love you. <laughs>